Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Here we go. Today is Sunday. It's the 3rd of February, 2019, and it's a new month already. I can't believe January's already done. And uh, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. Um, Got just one quick announcement here. I've got, um, in case anybody out there has an emergency wastewater need, I got my license for wastewater and my license for water operations renewed. I'm probably the first person in the state of Florida to do it because I'm up at four o'clock on the first day of, of, uh, you know, renewing your license. I did all of the required courses. I got my license in the mail yesterday. And so I am once again, a certified water operator and a certified wastewater treatment plant operator. So if you have an emergency need for me to come and uh, work at your wastewater plant, well, no, don't call. I enjoy doing this. And uh, I have a bandana on from my friend Mike, who's out in Idaho. I don't know if you can see it, but it's got a FA-18 flying directly at you. And this is very cool because it comes with the option of shooting missiles at people that get unruly during the sermon. So everybody be quiet. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. It's got all of the diagrams and specifics. If I unwrapped it and showed you, it's got all about the FA-18. It's a very cool bandana. I want to thank him for that. And... If we don't have a blue screen behind us today, it's because the bandana may, it's close to the color of the blue screen, but I'm going to chance it. Um, It may be dark enough where I can have that. So there you go. Anyway, let's see here. Our first category, as always, thank you, Mike. I don't think I said that, but Mike, I appreciate that very much. Um, Our first category, as always, is Israel. And from the Jerusalem Post, Malaysia. Now, last week I said they had every right in the world to not let Jews into their nation. That's their choice. And if people want to boycott that, then they should. Okay. What happened? Malaysia stripped of Paralympic swimming championships after Israelis ban. So the people did the right thing. They said, if you're not going to allow a certain group of people in because they're Jewish or Israeli, then we're taking away your right to have this. And if they want to shoot themselves in the foot and not have people come and invest in their country, that's fine. But here we go. The IPC stripped Malaysia of the 2019 World Para Swimming Championships because Kuala Lumpur said it would not let Israeli athletes participate. According to a statement issued by the IPC, the decision was made after Malaysia failed to provide the necessary guarantees that Israeli para swimmers could participate free from discrimination and safely in the championships. And in fact, they didn't only not provide that, they told them they can't come explicitly. So, um, you know, Kuala Lumpur, if you don't know what that is, everybody here know what Kuala Lumpur is? That's the capital city of Malaysia. So, um it's like Tallahassee, Florida. And I was in Hong Kong one time years ago. I was living in Japan. I went down to Hong Kong and I was in a hotel room watching the weather all over Asia. And they said, Kuala Lumpur. And I said, I didn't even know where that was. I didn't even know what it was. So I looked it up and I said, I want to go there someday. And sure enough, within just like a year or so, I got an assignment to Kuala Lumpur, which, yeah, I was, uh, I, I don't want to get into details with it, but it was a rather cool assignment. Anyway, uh, three years there, nice place, but uh, they are predominantly Muslim, and they make the choices, and they can shoot themselves in the foot if they wish. So, Times of Israel. Israeli teen charged with terror in stone attack that killed a Palestinian woman. 
Okay, the Central District Attorney's Office filed an indictment against the Israeli teen suspected of killing a Palestinian woman three months ago in the most deadly incident of suspected Jewish terror since the 2015 firebombing of a Palestinian home in Duma. The 16-year-old from the Central West Bank was charged with manslaughter, aggravated stone throwing at a moving vehicle, and intentional sabotage of a vehicle. Each of the charges connected to the killings of Aisha Rabi, a 47-year-old Palestinian mother of eight, was qualified as having been carried out in the context of a terrorist attack. The suspect could face jail time as uh, manslaughter conviction alone carries a maximum sentence of 20 years behind bars. However, he avoided murder charges, which would have put him at risk for life in prison. Why did I bring that up? It's because it's exactly what I said last week, and I say from time to time. When the fakes come in and they kill Israelis, they get stipends. They get rewarded for it. And if they go to an Israeli prison, they're taken care of. If the Jews do something like this, Israel prosecutes them. They prosecute them because they should. Murder is murder is murder is murder. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. If you murder somebody, then that needs to be charged. And that's the difference between Israel and the surrounding nations, is that they toe the line even on their own people. They don't reward them as heroes. This person will be a national disgrace, not a national hero. So there you go. Um, From the Globes, Israel climbs to fifth in Bloomberg Innovation Index. Israel leapt ahead of the United States, Singapore, and Japan in its rise from 10th place last year. The annual index is published for the seventh time. Israel was rated 10th place last year, with a better patent registration being responsible for a large part of the improvement in ranking. The index is compiled through an examination of areas such as R&D, spending, production capability, and public high-tech companies. Good job, Israel. From the Jerusalem Post, defense site. Iran has a stronger military than Israel. Israel's military has slipped below its arch-nemesis Iran in the ranking of military powers, ranking 16 out of 137 countries, according to the international defense site Global Firepower. It was the third year in a row that Israel fell in the site's ranking, falling one spot from the previous year and down five spots when it ranked 11th in 2016. Iran, meanwhile, climbed to 13th in 2018 from 20th in 2017. According to the defense site, it only takes conventional military capabilities into account when compiling in factors in another 55 criteria, such as the range of weapons in its arsenal, amount of available manpower, abilities of the local defense industries, as well as natural resources, geographical size, and economic strength. You take out a few of those and you add in their nukes and most certainly neutron bombs, they are way, way ahead of 90% of the uh, nations in the world. You forgot the most important. What's that? God is for us. Oh, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's right. The most important aspect is that they have God on their side. Even if they're not right with the Lord, he has made a covenant with them and he will protect that covenant until they come into the new covenant. We're going to talk about that in our sermon today. Wonderful stuff in, in that. It's the... Uh, after effects of when they, the spies, went into Canaan, they came back, they gave a bad report. What is the after effect of that? It takes three sermons to get through the chapter, but it's a marvelous picture of what's happening in the world right now, all the way back in the book of Numbers from 3,500 years ago. So uh, stop watching so many prophecy updates. Start watching some sermons. 
attending the weekly Bible studies, reading the daily Hebrews commentary. You want to know something? People, the most miscited book probably in the New Testament, probably, I may be wrong on this because people love to cite a lot of stuff out of context, but Hebrews is very, very misunderstood. Okay, first off, it is written to who? It's written to the Hebrew people, all right? It is after Paul's letters, which are the dispensation of grace, the Gentile-led church age, and the Lord made redemptive history, the structure of it, lay out in the way the Bible is laid out. So when we come to these Jewish epistles after the church age epistles, it's because God is saying that this is what happened before AD 70, but it's also what's going to happen towards the end times. You understand that, and that all goes back to a prophecy of Noah back in uh, Genesis chapter 9. He made a prophecy, and the structure of the Bible is based on that. What he is doing in redemptive history is based on that, and all of that points to what is happening in the world as it will lead into the return of God's focus on the Hebrew people. But taking verses in the book of Hebrews out of context, you would naturally assume that you could lose your salvation. You can't. It's very clear that using those verses, if you look at the commentary I've written, have nothing to do with what you think they have to do with. So there you go, just a little plug for you to do something more in Prophecy Updates. And um, uh, from the Express, world, this is from 123, which is just a short time ago, World War III, rapid military escalation occurring between Iran and Israel. Kind of fits in with the um, you know, war capability of Iran going up. It's a great article. I'm not going to read it. I just wanted you to know the title in case you want to read it. From Behold Israel, Israel and Ukraine signed free trade agreement. So Israel keeps doing this, man. They, they keep making these alliances with other nations, and they're really going to continue to rise in ascendancy right up until the time of the uh, Gog-Magog battle and then into the end times, and then it's all going to, you know, heck is going to break loose after that. But for now, Israel is definitely moving up in the world. From the times of Israel, Israel said to have sent a doctor to help save Abbas's life last year. I don't know if anybody knew about that. I didn't until I read this article. I think they kept it very quiet. But the 83-year-old Abbas was hospitalized at Ramallah's Arab Hospital in May 2018 with a severe ear infection that rapidly developed into pneumonia and other complications, placing a boss for a time in life-threatening situation. We talked about that. He had been missing, and he was sick, and is he going to punch his old ticket or what? Well, fearful for his life and for the stability of the Fakistinian authority, if he were to die, Israeli officials quietly offered to hospitalize Abbas in an Israeli hospital, which has more advanced care possibilities than Fakistinian hospitals. After some consideration, the Fakistinian officials rejected the request because they feared an outcry from the Fakistinian public. But this would never have even been offered to a Jew. It would not have happened. Israel then sent a specialist doctor to Abbas's hospital to join the medical team. After two days of intensive treatment, Abbas's condition improved and his life was no longer in danger. Good job, Israel. From Christian News. I, uh, my friend, he's, uh, his name's Tom. He lives out in Washington State. He is, he attends online here, but he went to a church last week. His family attends kind of this charismatic church. And it, you all have probably heard of the book, The Shack. Okay. Well, the guy that wrote the book, The Shack, his name is William P. Young. He actually spoke at that church. And my friend went and attended because they wanted him to go. And he was appalled at what he heard, literally appalled. And he said, Charlie, I want you to listen to this guy's sermon. 
And it wasn't a sermon. It was a joke. The, it, was, it was horrible the way that he treated the congregation through his vulgarities, his, his you know, it, it was just, but, and I'm, I'm saying that, that he wasn't rude to them. He, just the way he spoke was not honoring of the Lord in any way, shape, or form. But his doctrine was pitiful. And if you want to watch that to understand bad doctrine, you go to A Life Church, A-L-I-F-E Church on Facebook, and they've got that um, video posted right on their Facebook wall. And I'm just telling you that because it is really disgusting to see how people present what they would call the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is no gospel at all. Galatians 1, 6 through 8 says that is anathema. So I just want you to be aware of that if that's something that will tickle your ears is to watch some crazy guy giving a terrible sermon. Go ahead. Um, from the Daily Wire, New York Cardinal refuses, Now I talked about this last week, and sure enough, it made the news, he refuses to excommunicate Governor Cuomo over abortion law. It should not be used as a weapon, he says. When it's church policy, but you can't, you can't do that because you got all your money coming in from this, this governor, and he's taking care of your other sex abuse things, and it's one hand greasing another. So New York uh, Cardinal Dolan is refusing to excommunicate Governor Cuomo from the Catholic Church despite the fact he enshrined into state law one of the most radical abortion measures in U.S. history. Under the new law, a woman in New York can literally abort her baby just one day prior to its due date. I don't want to get into any more of that abortion talk today. I'm so, so upset at what's going on in the New York and these other states that are pushing these things right now and the things that they are talking about that should be legal. It is literally horrifying. It's, it's literally horrifying. From VNN, in an apparent shot at Trump, Dope says, builders of walls so fear and divide. Dope Francis has taken another shot at wall-building politicians telling thousands of Catholics in Panama that builders of walls so fear and divide people. Of course, that's what a wall is for. It's to divide people. We know that the father of lies, the devil, prefers a community divided and bickering. This is the criteria to divide people. The builders of bridges and the builders of walls. Those builders of walls so fear and look to divide people. The dope said such measures are driven by Fear. It is the fear that makes us crazy. And I would like to uh, say that a reminder to all of you that having a door implies that there is also a wall. Jesus said, I am the door. If you want to go through the door, that means there is no other way to get through than through Christ. So this guy isn't, he isn't even on an even keel. He is absolutely insane. But we'll go on from CNA. Dope Francis warns against spiral of hatred on social media. Dope Francis warned against the increasing narcissism and spirals of hatred, which I agree with. I totally agree with it. Found on today's social media networks, encouraging people to cultivate community through their Internet interactions instead. Dope Francis said that online discussion is too often based on opposition to the other. Once again, I agree with that. No problem there. We define ourselves starting with what divides us rather than what unites us, giving rise to suspicion and to the vending of every kind of prejudice, ethnic, sexual, religious, and other. This creates a digital environment that nourishes, now here we go, unbridled individualism, which sometimes ends up fomenting spirals of hatred. As Christians... We all recognize ourselves as members of the one body whose head is Christ. So what does he do? He divides. He's saying, don't divide. And he says, we're Christians, which means that there are other people that aren't what we are. He's a dope. 
This helps us to not see people as potential competitors, but to consider even our enemies as persons, he said. Pope Francis clarified that the Catholic Church, now he's divided Christianity. The Catholic Church sees the internet as a tool that can be used for the betterment of humanity. Well, I agree with that, but if you're saying don't make any walls, then what are you talking about? The Catholic Church is separate from the rest of the Christians, and the Christians are separate from the rest of the world. He's an unclear-thinking person. What is he going to offer to blast the, the Vatican walls? Right, that is not going to happen. Yeah, she said, when is he going to offer to blast the Vatican walls? That ain't going to happen. From Al-Arabiya, Dope says, senseless to condemn every immigrant as a threat. Nobody said that. Once again, unclear thinking, and he thought it through within one second of me reading that. Dope Francis said that it was senseless to condemn every immigrant as a threat to society. Francis was speaking about leading a solemn ceremony for hundreds of thousands of young pilgrims at the Catholic World Youth Day. He said the church wanted to foster a culture that welcomes, protects, promotes, and integrates that does not stigmatize, much less indulge in a senseless and irresponsible condemnation of every immigrant as a threat to society. Do you know that we have one million legal immigrants come into the United States of America every year. How do I know? I went on the internet to check it out. There are about 600,000 of those are people that already live here that apply to become legal citizens based on their green card or something else. We are never saying that immigration is a threat to society. In fact, we are the greatest taker-inner of people on this planet, but we want to do it Legally, we want to do it properly. We don't want people that are going to come and mooch off of the society. And this guy, I guarantee you that if he wasn't the dope and he wanted to go to Panama to have that stupid meeting, he would have to go get a passport, a passport and a visa. That's right. So he is what an unclear thinking human being. All right. For Mail Online, we abandon him. It's not fair. Kentucky Bishop apologizes to Covington student at center of viral clash with Native American 63 because the diocese was bullied into reacting prematurely. So they got bullied into reacting and they prematurely reacted. There should have been no retraction. They shouldn't have even opened their mouth until the facts were known. Very sad. From CNS, Chinese communists force Christians to replace Jesus pictures with images of Mao and Xi Jinping. So there you go. We're facing new gods in China that you have to bow to in your churches. Very sad. And here we sit here fat, dumb, and happy and worry about little, you know, petty little things. And yeah, and we have people over there that are facing real, real decisions about their own faith. And then from Fox News, Democrats to strike so help you God from the oath taken in front of key House committee Draft shows. So they want to do away with any so help you God when you, uh, or so help me God when you make an oath. But everything's immoral. Yeah, everything is immoral. Absolutely. Everything's immoral. But no God. But no God. <laughs> from Islam Today, from the Jerusalem Post, top Saudi official, Obama lied, set Middle East back 20 years. This is a top Saudi official saying this. Former President Obama lied to Saudi Arabia when violating the red lines he famously declared regarding serious use of chemical weapons and then not acting when they were used, a former senior Saudi official said. Bandar bin Sultan served for years as head of Saudi intelligence as well as the Saudi ambassador to the United States. In the interview, he recalled a last phone call between the Late Saudi King Abdullah and Obama, during which the Saudi leader told the U.S. president, 
I did not expect that after this long life, I would see the day when an American president lies to me. That's the king of Saudi Arabia before he died, said that to our previous president. Obama bin Sultan said would promise something and do the opposite. He said that he took the Middle East back 20 years and also spoke critically of the Iran nuclear deal and how the former president spoke publicly about curbing Iran's activities, but then went behind Saudi Arabia's back and negotiated the nuclear deal. These policies by Obama, he said, emboldened Russia and Iran and paved the way for them to enter Syria and interfere in the civil war that has raged since 2011. There you go. Right from the, you know, the, the mouth of one who would know. From the Times of Israel. What's that? He's a racist. He's a racist. Yes, he is. <laughs> Times of Israel. Iran's nuclear chief. We bought spares for nuke equipment we agreed to destroy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now listen to this. And think, think of when he's defending what he did. They did it before Trump got out of the agreement. So here we go. It, it shows complete mental lack of thinking when you read something like this and they, they think that they're doing the right thing. They, they are honestly mentally lacking in any uh, intelligence at all. Ali Salehi, the head of the Atomic Energy Organization of Iran, has detailed how Iran quietly purchased replacement parts for its Iraq nuclear reactor while it was conducting negotiations for an international agreement under which it knew it would be required to destroy the original components. Salehi recalled that during talks for the so-called Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the 2015 deal that lifted sanctions on Iran in return for its dismantling the weapons-capable parts of nuclear program, Iranian leader Khamenei warned his country's negotiators that he expected Western parties to renege on the agreement. Khamenei warned us that they were violators of agreements. We had to act wisely. Not only did we avoid destroying the bridges that we had built— but we also built new bridges that would enable us to go back faster if needed. So they're violating the treaty, saying that they might violate the treaty, so we need to violate the treaty before it's made, so that, absolutely crazy. The industrial complex at Iraq and Central West Iran was a key topic in negotiations due to its nuclear reactor and heavy water production facility. Western powers initially demanded that the core reactor mechanism be removed and that the pit in which it sits be filled with cement. While Iran agreed to remove but not dismantle it, it also negotiated that only the pipes and openings leading to the pit be filled with cement, which was eventually done. However, Salehi detailed Iran's nuclear team as a precaution purchased replacement parts for some of the piping used in the reactor, which it had promised to fill with cement. They kept that fact hidden, of course, during the JCPOA negotiations. He made clear and also hid it from other Iranian officials inside the reactor core. There are tubes where the fuel goes. We had bought similar tubes, but I could not declare this at that time. Only one person in Iran knew this. We told no one but the top man of the regime. We had bought the same quantity of similar tubes. When they told us to pour cement into the tubes, we said, fine, we'll pour. But we did not tell them that we had other tubes. Otherwise, they would have had told us to pour cement into those tubes as well. Now we have those same tubes. So it was a complete lie. The entire thing was a complete lie on their part. From our Shiva, Islamic Jihad. War with Israel likely this year. From the Times of Israel, Nasrallah, 
says Iran, Hezbollah may begin responding to Syria strikes. Reuters, Israel strikes in Syria could prompt strike on Tel Aviv, Hezbollah leader says. From the Jerusalem Post, Nasrallah, all of Israel will be struck by Hezbollah rockets. And from the Times of Israel, Nasrallah, Israeli tunnel op hasn't curbed 10% of Galilee invasion plan. So all this is going on in one week. These people talking about committing war against Israel in the next very near future. From the New York Times, Afghan women fear peace with Taliban may mean war on them. You think so? What did they have before? They were completely in bondage. We went in. Things were relaxed a little bit. They're going to go right back into their bondage. Mongolia, Xinhua, seven killed in H1N1 virus in Mongolia. The H1N1 flu virus, also known as swine flu, has killed seven adults in Mongolia since the beginning of this year, the country's health minister said. Swine flu is a human respiratory disease. People get the disease from other people instead of pigs. It has an incubation period of one to four days and has high virulence, if not diagnosed and treated in time. So we'll see where that goes. From Daniel 12 Technology, Newsweek, this is exciting. North Korea launches clothing line that can be eaten to avoid starvation. Yeah, North Korea has released a line of shirts for men that it claims can be eaten to avoid starvation if necessary. Clothing made from artificial fabrics composed of trace elements such as high-grade protein, amino acids, fruit juice, magnesium, iron, and calcium as clothing worn by people engaged in sailing, outdoor exploration, and mountain climbing can be eaten to avoid starvation in the event that food is run out, the copy read. On the other side of the spread, another caption said, clothing that dissolves in water. So you say, honey, have you got my shirt done yet? Oh, it's in the uh, washing machine. Oh, well, then let's go have breakfast. All right? Okay. Zero Hedge. Russia's new military exoskeleton can break you. I reported on this some time ago. They have it out. It has been field tested in Syria. The Russian army has developed an exoskeleton which has already been field tested in Syria. Weighing in at around 15 pounds, the carbon fiber and metal suit allows a soldier to carry heavy mortars and a 700-round belt-fed machine gun long distances without any fatigue. According to the report, the suit can also be used to help evacuate wounded people in disasters and will allow troops to march much further without getting tired. Based on recommendations from the Russian military, developers incorporated the ability for the suit to eject its cargo in an emergency. They also developed a special backpack for the machine gun, which feeds ammunition through a special sleeve. Very cool, very cool, state-of-the-art stuff, and uh, I hope we catch up on that because it's, it's something that you figure you got a guy that can carry 700 rounds in a machine gun plus all the other things they said and not get tired. Hey, I'm telling you, you got the super soldier there. And from the uh, Guardian, scientists are working on a pill for loneliness. Well, my wife is a pill, so I'm never lonely. I love you. (laughs) Okay, uh, Revelation Plagues. Uh, You know what? Before I give this, I was thinking about this this morning. My friend posted on Facebook, he's in Canada, Ryan. He posted it's uh, 20, I think it said 27 degrees below zero right now. And I thought, we are 100 degrees warmer in sunny Sarasota, Florida than he is up there. You wonder who the smart ones are here. I'm not saying, I'm just, just making a comment. Anyway, hats off to you, Ryan. 
Revelation <laughs> plagues. What's that? No, keep the hats on. Yeah, keep, yeah, keep the hats on. Yeah, keep your ears covered, buddy. Um, Revelation plagues from Reuters. Ambulance equipment contaminated with drug-resistant superbug. Oh. Ambulance oxygen tanks are likely, not maybe, they're likely to carry the superbug MRSA, a study suggests, pointing to the need for regular disinfection of medical equipment. Researchers tested nine oxygen tanks carried by three ambulances based on an EMS station in Alabama. They found MRSA, or I can't pronounce the uh, Staphylococcus, whatever, on all nine tanks. Okay. They also swabbed oxygen tanks in a storage area, finding MRSA on 96% of the stored cylinders. MRSA infections are difficult to treat because the bacteria are resistant to common antibiotics. Although usually mild, MRSA infections still cause thousands of deaths each year. Other equipment on the ambulances, such as heart monitors and blood pressure cuffs, tested negative for MRSA contamination. But the floor of all three ambulances and a door handle in one ambulance tested positive. Because oxygen tanks are exchanged between facilities, the bacteria could spread across large areas. Gibson notes in the Emergency Medical Journal. So what it is is these things are always being taken out and replaced, and they just don't have time to clean them. They've got a lot of little valves and stuff. They're not being properly cleaned. If you uh, don't want to get MRSA, maybe drive yourself to the hospital. <laughs> Mail online. Don't kiss or snuggle. This is really important advice here. Okay. Don't kiss or snuggle hedgehogs. Furry creatures blamed for latest salmonella outbreak as 11 people across eight states fall ill. Hedgehogs are very cute. They sell them in pet stores and they're, oh, my little hedgehog. Yes, CDC says there's been a salmonella outbreak. 11 people lived in eight different states have been affected. The CDC traces the salmonella to pet hedgehogs. Agency warns the animals can carry salmonella in their droppings. So don't, don't do it, folks. Morality today from NBC. Japan's, I am so proud of Japan making this decision. Japan's Supreme Court upholds transgender sterilization requirement. Japan's Supreme Court has upheld a law that effectively requires transgender people to be sterilized before they can have their gender changed on official documents. The court said the law is constitutional because it was meant to reduce confusion in families and in society. The 2004 law states that people wishing to register a gender change must have their original reproductive organs, including testes or ovaries, removed and have a body that appears to have parts that resemble the original organs. So people can't just walk into a store and be a pervert and say, I'm going to violate this person in the bathroom, which is what happens otherwise. This was a very wise move on their parts. We'll go on. It says the unanimous decision by a four-judge panel rejected an appeal by Takakito Usui, a transgender man who said forced sterilization violates the right to self-determination and is unconstitutional. Well, apparently it's not. Good job, Japan. Mail online. Nearly one in 50 U.S. teen students see themselves as transgender, CDC says. This would have been one in 10,000 when I was in school, and they would have taken that person and put them into a mental facility. This is a cultural thing that people see and they want to participate in, and that's all it is. It has nothing to do with what's really going on inside those people. It's a look for attention. It's a look to be someone when you're nobody. So that's what's going on there. Let's see here. Uh, the CDC released its first report on trans questions for students. More than a third of those who identify as transgender have attempted suicide. 
So there you go. It's a mental disorder, and it is only getting worse as people come to the knowledge that I've done something stupid with my life, and now I've got no recourse but to just go kill myself. Mail online. Nurse gives up his license to practice after raping and impregnating a comatose patient. You may have heard about that. Okay, but here, listen to this. As it's revealed, the embattled facility former CEO was accused of sexual harassment and allowed to keep his job. So they are equating somebody that was accused of sexual harassment and allowed to keep his job with somebody that got onto a patient that was comatose and raped that person and a child was delivered because of it. They're saying, they're trying to say that one is as bad as the other. This is the world we live in here. Yeah. What? Yeah, one excuses the other. That's exactly right. From KCCI. Parents denied access to their children's medical records by law. A Coralville father recently found out he will no longer have access to his 12-year-old daughter's medical records. Kevin Christians of Coralville said a letter triggered his concerns, alerting him he was losing access to his daughter's medical records. At the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics, parents are no longer able to see test results, messages from doctors, and other information once a child turns 12. The letter said the hospital wants children at that age, 12 years old, to be more active in their own health care. I didn't even know what health care was until I was like, I'm 54 last year, 53. All right, this is absolutely crazy here. uh, Where am I? The letter from UIHC does not give the full explanation. I guess not. I-9 found the practices stem from federal law, and all hospitals have a similar policy, but not all of them start at the same age. I-9 has discovered one medical organization where the age is 10. 10 years old, you can't know what your child's health records say anymore. Birmingham Mail. Muslims, mums. This is a real dilemma, isn't it? Got Muslims, mothers of Muslims, Muslim moms protest outside school for promoting homosexuality to their kids. Oh boy, who do I side with on this one? Or other category. That's, you know, they got themselves in a pickle over there in England because of that, and they want to bring it over here. All right, other category, zero hedge. Venezuela's highest ranking military attache flips on Maduro, urges armed forces to recognize Guido. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, but I'm not Hispanic. Haaretz, Kremlin-linked military contractors arrive in Venezuela to guard Maduro. Stanford advocate, pressure mounts on Venezuela's Maduro as EU demands new elections. Al Arabiya, Germany, France, Spain, poised to recognize Venezuela's Goido, or however you pronounce it. From the Times of Israel, Venezuela backtracks on demand that U.S. diplomats leave. Remember last week, they demanded that they leave, and we said, you're not going to do that, and now they backtracked. From the Washington Examiner, Trump administration weighs oil embargo on Venezuela to oust Maduro. Al Arabiya, Venezuela's Maduro rejects European demands for new election. Why not? Netanyahu, Israel decided to recognize Venezuela's opposition as the official government. Last week, they would not make a stand. They have come out and they've done this. Good job, Israel. They had to because they're worried about their Jewish people, but apparently the news got over there. We want to side with them, side with them. And so Netanyahu came out and did it. That's the only thing I can think that would have precipitated that. From the Times of Israel, uh, Venezuelan Jews accept Israeli recognition of opposition leader Chief Rabbi. So there you have Netanyahu comes out and says that. It's probably because of what I just said. He said we're going to recognize him. Okay, then we will too. 
All right, Reuters. As West turns on him, Venezuela's Maduro flexes military muscle. Bloomberg, Maduro fights back with targeted killings and media blackout. Haaretz, more than 40 dead, 815 detained in Venezuela violence, the UN says. Haaretz, Venezuela to sell 15 tons of gold to the United Arab Emirates in return for euros. He is plundering his country. There's going to be nothing left when this man is done, just like we would expect of any socialist. That's exactly what's happening. From The Guardian, European Parliament recognizes, once again, Guaido, or however you say it, as interim Venezuelan leader. And then we'll go on. Mail online, 5,000 troops to Colombia. John Bolton's White House notes raise prospect of U.S. military invention in Venezuela crisis after Trump freezes Maduro's access to oil cash and declares all options are on the table. Bolton would not rule out the use of force, stating that President Trump considers that all options are on the table. The U.S. also announced sanctions against the state-owned oil company PDVSA in an effort to keep cash out of the hands of Nicolas Maduro. There's nothing left. We might as well keep the oil from going in there because he's just going to keep taking it and taking it until there's literally nothing for Venezuela. And somebody's going to have to go in and rebuild that country, just like we did in Europe after the war. We're going to have to do the same thing down there. From the San Francisco Chronicle, time's up for inactive voters. Good job. Missed too many elections and you are out. Californians across the state could find that they are no longer registered voters now that a suit by a pair of conservative groups has been settled by L.A. County and Secretary of State Alex Padilla. The statement, which requires counties to purge inactive voters from their registration lists, could eliminate as many as 1.5 million people from the rolls in Los Angeles County alone and an unknown number elsewhere in the state. The agreement considers registered voters to be inactive if they miss two consecutive federal general elections and then miss two more after failing to respond to a mailed query from county registrars. The California court case followed a U.S. Supreme Court ruling in June that allowed Ohio to continue to aggressively purge its voting rolls, dumping people who failed to cast ballots and respond to a notice from the registrar. But the five to four decision with conservative justices in the majority went further than that. Now, having said that, they will purge these people if they have not voted in that many elections. But that does not negate people going in and saying, I am that person. So that is what Democrats are famous for, is going in and claiming they're this dead uncle and we're this person that was, you know, uh, illegal 10 years ago and is still illegal. We don't care. But at least this is resolved now. Good, Good news. Yeah, step one from town hall. Texas finds 95,000 non-U.S. citizens registered to vote. 58,000 have actually voted in recent elections. Texas AG Ken Paxton announced that 95,000 individuals registered to vote in the Lone Star State have been identified as non-U.S. citizens, meaning they are illegally registered to vote. Further evidence brought forth by Texas Secretary of State David Whitley confirms that 58,000 of these individuals have broken law and voted in one or more recent elections. According to a press release issued by the Attorney General's office, while non-U.S. citizens are legally allowed to obtain driver's licenses and other forms of ID, only citizens are eligible to vote. Furthermore, the Secretary of State's office notes that voting in an election which the person knows he or she is not eligible to vote is a second-degree felony in the state of Texas. 
Secretary of State Whitley discovered a total of approximately 95,000 individuals illegally registered to vote after a year-long evaluation of Texas County voting registrars. Today, his office announced that 58,000 of these individuals have actually voted in one more election. There you go. From the Telegraph, NATO members increase defense spending. NATO members increase defense spending by $100 billion after Donald Trump called them delinquents. He stood there and told them, you're delinquents, you owe us this money, and they, they're fessing up a hundred, what is that, a hundred billion dollars with a B. Good job, President Trump. Okay, got a lesser here for you. You should not be too close to your pet, lest you have Sam and Ella's regret. Here's a really great scoop. Hedgehogs don't have good poop, so keep both them and you from the vet. Good job, Les. All right, and I got a couple of ironies for you. I call this the living and the dead. And this is, this is actually uh, very tender ironies, okay? There's nothing bad about it this time, the living and the dead. Mail online, Miracle Man, who was declared brain dead, wakes up after his family turned off life support, and he's now home and thriving. Praise God. And Mail Online, this one is, I, I hope I don't cry. I, oh, gosh. Love conquers all, it says. Woman in a vegetative state recovers after her boyfriend nursed her for two years, and now they are happily married. When Zhang Jiao gained awareness, she called her boyfriend's name first. Really wonderful. Little ironic, but really wonderful. And uh, something from the Superior Word News Service. Well, it happened. Michigan town named Hell hits 10 degrees below Fahrenheit. Yes, hell has frozen over. <laughs> Such is the world we live in. So from Sirsa to Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week. <laughs>